Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Hey, I heard you need an inspiration. He's Ilana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day, every little thing's gonna be a-okay. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today. She dated her co-star Sutton Foster's brother, Hunter Foster, while she was in college. Now she's on Younger. Welcome, Miriam Shore. A-OK. A-OK. My guest today is Miriam Shore. Miriam is an award-winning actress who has starred on television and film and stage. She burst onto the New York theater scene starring as Yitzhak, a Croatian drag queen in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and also reprised the role in the film version. She has done a gazillion movies. Some of those include Short Bus, The Cake Eaters, Puppy Love, That's What She Said, Five Flights Up, and Pounds. She currently stars on the TV show Younger, but has had starring roles on Damages, GCB, Royal Pains, The Good Wife, and the HBO miniseries Mildred Pierce. Her stage career included, of course, Hedwig, as I mentioned earlier, but also roles in Book of Days, Merrily We Roll Along, Mondo Drama, Almost Maine, Scarcity, The Wild Party, and most recently at the public theater, Sweat. She's the mother of two. She lives in New York. Welcome, Miriam Shore. I'm so happy to be here. I am so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Say it one more time. I'm so happy like to be here. <laughs> okay. I am, though. I am, too. She has tears in her eyes, my beautiful Streaming. listeners. It's crazy, and Streaming we've just out. begun. <laughs> I'm so happy. It has been a dream of mine to get uninterrupted time with you. Wow. So the fact that I have lured you into my podcast booth is just... I like it. It made me smart. It was a smart idea it's on smart my part. It's smart to have a podcast. Yeah. You're also good at it. I heard your... Interviews. You know what? I am uh, very lucky that everyone who has come into this room so far has been uh, one of the most interesting people I know. So well, it's been I'm hoping it's been to good. stop that trend. <laughs> but as until today, <laughs> it all ended this very know. moment. Maybe today is the day the most interesting Probably. person came well, in the room. Probably. Maybe the funniest. <laughs> Maybe the funniest. You know, the show is called Little Known Facts, and this may or may not be something people know about you, but you had a childhood that really is similar to most people I know, which is that you spent <laughs> half your time in Italy and yeah. half your time in Detroit. Yeah. 
Yep. So born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Like you do. Do you have a Midwestern accent when you want it? I yeah, I do when I want. I kind of do that thing that my mom does that I find so annoying with her, but charming when I do it. Yeah. Um, like so many things where uh, whoever I'm talking to, I start to talk like them. That's Actually, right. Very annoying. So yes, I definitely can do. Oh, you know, you know, I have. I definitely have cousins and you know who talk sure. like that. Sure. And then uh, we. Oh yeah, sure. You betcha. We. But then we moved to Venice, Italy, when I was one. Ish. So my dad could. Uh, I bet you remember that flight was, perfectly. Was, you know, I was like, I'm done. It's cold here. Let's go to yes. Venice, guys. Mother. I've read that it's so romantic. And my dad got a full right to teach there as a professor. We went. It dummy. was amazing. What a I dummy. Know. Such an idiot. My parents, not so bright. They're both <laughs> like educators, brilliant. It's very annoying. Well, now look at you. You sort of can't measure up. Yeah. So I went off and just, I now play pretend for a living as opposed to teaching people and enhancing their minds. But so we went to Venice for a couple of years and then we went to Detroit. Because we were like, ew, Venice, let's go to Detroit. Actually, I'm really proud to be from I, I actually love being from Detroit. I'm just curious. Did he then get a job at a, a university? university. Yeah. Okay, that makes um, sense. And then my parents divorced a couple years later, and my mom, who was not at all from Italy, was from Minnesota, but just loved it, was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go back. And they had joint custody, so my sister and I would spend one year with my dad in Detroit and one year with my mom. And she moved to Torino, Italy, also known as the Detroit of Italy. Interesting. Because that's what so Detroit is the Torino of, of America. America. That's yeah. Everyone knows. That. I think there's actually a huge billboard as you drive back. into the downtown Detroit area. <laughs> but what is the age difference between you and your sister? Two years. She's also named Miriam, right? Yes. Just to make the story yeah. easier. Yep. Her name's Miriam. <laughs> Miriam and Miriam. Uh, we'll call it. Her name's yeah. Molly. Uh, yeah. Is she's it? blonde, tall. Her name is Molly Ann. I'm not blonde. Not. Short yet not tall, named Miriam Ruth. And is that what, somehow like representative of your parents? Yeah, to my dad histories? Jewish, my mom Irish Catholic, both of them not religious at all. So I like to say we're like Jewish. Yeah. And that's, that's why the word was, I feel yeah. like you coined that phrase. Exactly. Yeah, we're Jewish. It was, like I like a You were fish. either I don't... Jew, but then Miriam was like Jewish. Ish. Exactly. So you have the patent. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so. I Are you so rich? <laughs> Ish. I'm rich ish. Rich ish. <laughs> rich in hope and friends. You are. It's my really darling. All that <laughs> my darling. Rich in heart. Yeah. So how did that really work? Did you really go to school when you're there, when yeah. you're here? Yeah, until I graduated from high school. It was great. I mean, look, I was weird. Shockingly, I know yeah. to you. I was a weird kid anyway, I think. And it sort of gave you a reset button. Um, and I'm sure it created a lot of problems for me. Schizophrenia. In that, like, yeah, exactly. Reset like, or sca- bipolar. Scared. Exactly. I say reset. You say bipolar. Ish. Tomato, tomato. Bipolar-ish. Bipolar-ish. <laughs> Just a skosh yeah. of the bipolarism. I don't know. You know, when you're having a tough time, it's nice to know, like, if you're struggling socially, it's nice to know that there's other out. places in I'm the world. I'm almost out. You know? right. Yeah. And so that that was nice. But also, it just gave me a sense that I can I could get up and go to other countries. Which are I, you fluent in Italian? Yeah, I am. Not Prego. like I was. Prego, grazie. Si, grazie. Not like I was. I just went to Italy with my girl, my daughters, my girls, and my my girls, <laughs> and my husband. I call him my girl too. No, uh, but we went to he Italy for the so first time this pretty. summer. You could. It's gorgeous. He's ridiculous. You know what? He's a very attractive man. I do this with every man I know. I sort of picture them in drag. The drag test. Yeah. Well, I feel it's just it's innate. I can't help it. And um. He you wrote the terrible. Danish girl, didn't you write that screen? You wrote it. I lived, I actually lived, I am the Danish You girl. are the, wait. In that I really love uh, Danish. 
I love a good Danish. <laughs> I love the Danish girl, like a cherry Danish. Uh, no, but I, I, he would not make a good drag queen, and I, I love him with all my heart, but. He's even but in earlier dating situations in your life, would that be sort of like a, a litmus test? Like, how would he look in? No, it wasn't Givenchy. a judge. It wasn't like if he isn't a good drag queen, it's a no go. It was just more like, what would that? What would that look like? Hmm. You know, because there's some men that you're like, oh, that would be very successful. Right. And there's some men that you're like, that brow is real heavy and that jaw's real square. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough for us. And then there's some that you're like, I, I have no idea until we try it. Well, now that you have two little ones of your own, when you think back to your own childhood and sort of the flip-flopping of cultures and families and education systems and languages and parents, can you imagine that? I can't imagine not being with my girls for a long period of time. That would be right. I mean, I could go like a week. That'd right. be okay. I could well, take that a would be in this podcast <laughs> booth for about that long. <laughs> but no, we have a I, lot to catch up on. I think I love raising them in New York because that's about as close as you can get to kind of doing that without actually doing that. So many different right. cultures, you can just kind of go to a different area or walk across the street and, you know, you have people speaking different languages that's and right. different cultures. And I love that. And that's important to me. I would love to live in a different country so that they could experience that. I feel like it's so important to understand that like a country is not a real thing. It's a construct that we came up with to right. feel safe and to feel whatever we need to feel, but it's um, not real. I saw Hamilton, and I just want to say uh, <laughs> I'm an expert now in our country's history, and it is actually a country. Is it? It is. No, it's not. It's a concept. <laughs> so that's interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, no, actually? I mean, it, you know, like it's something we created. Like when the dinosaurs were here, they weren't like, so here we are in America, guys. <laughs> That's and right. uh, this is North America, this is the United States. But if Lin-Manuel Miranda had decided that actually Jefferson was like a dinosaur, <laughs> we would all think that. There's no doubt there in a my rap mind that dinosaur. he could write a musical yes. about a dinosaur that we would all pay $2,000 yeah. ticket. So at some point, whether it was in Italian or in English, you must have realized, I can sing really well. I have kind of a weird thing about thinking I can sing, which is that I auditioned for the musical theater program at Michigan, University of Michigan, and did not get in. And then I auditioned again and also then did not get in. After my second time audition, I didn't get in. I had a counselor sit me down and be like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Here's a seminal moment. I saw my sister in Hello, Dolly mm. in high school. She played Irene Malloy. In America. In, in, in the America. Okay. She was jaw-droppingly awesome in my memory's eye, and I probably for real. And I was just like, oh. Like, that's, you can do that, and that's amazing. Wow. Okay. I'm going to try some of that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the woman who played Dolly was just, like, the perfect high school performance. So that was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do shows in high school. But I didn't know. But did you do shows in high school? I did, yeah. I did, like, a children's theater thing. And this is the story of my life. I wanted to be Dorothy, and I was sure. I was like, this is it, guys. I got this. Like I can do. I am Dorothy, and there, and you will never guess who I ended up playing. Toto. <laughs> oh, that would have been a better story. No, <laughs> the Wicked Witch, of course. Yeah, sure. But well, that's, that's a great part. It is. It is. But it's the story. Don't you it's, love when they try to convince you that? Oh my God, the witch is the part. The witch. Listen. Did you say Wizard of Oz? <laughs> listen to me. She's green. No, but. I, you know, I thought that oh, I want to be, I want to yeah. be a Dorothy, and and the universe was like, mm. nope. But it's so the story of of my 
career then in a good in not in a bad way in a good way like well it mm. was the story of your career i mean i don't know that people who know you now would think of you as someone like always the bridesmaid never the bride like I, you have done unbelievably fantastic parts that are leads but they tend to be the character part which i don't actually mind there's a lot of pressure to be charming and winsome when you're uh, the lead, certainly in like a television show. That's you right. know, And That's right. I don't know how to play charming and winsome, clearly. But when I think of, and we're <laughs> skipping around, but when I think of GCB, all of you, I mean, that was a true ensemble of women. Fun. Really fun. And, and we can talk about the idea of my Jewish friend starring <laughs> as like a Christian Finally, gospel. I mean, look, I wanted to play a Southern belle for so long. I mean, I played a man. I was right. like, clearly I could play someone who yeah. is, a, you know. I can't wait to get to that because really when I say that that show, I had, I was lucky enough to be in New York City and attend an early performance of Hedwig at the Jane Street yeah. uh, Theater. I remember, I knew John Cameron Mitchell even before that, and I remember bumping into him in a, in a cafe. There weren't even Starbucks yet at the time. And he, I, I was that. like, what are you working on? And he was telling me about, like, I have this concept for this thing. And he started telling me about it. And I was like, well, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, I did the workshop of it. That was my right. first audition that, my, that I got an agent well, and how that did that happen? You went to college. You did so not get college. into the musical I theater program. Musical theater. I did, I did uh, which was great, which worked out great for me because it sort of made me kind of realize that I wanted to be an actor. I didn't want to – not that there's anything wrong with musical theater. They're actors as well. But I, it forced me to kind of find my own way mm-hmm. in my career and also to believe in myself when people didn't believe in me, which yeah. is actually all that being yeah. an actor is. <laughs> so you get out of school and, like, what do you do? So it's a big, I it's was a big... lucky enough yes. that I had a professor ask me if I wanted to do a play, a professional play, and get in, my equity card. In his room. In his bedroom. <laughs> and I said yes. And it was a weird play. A lot of role playing. Um, no. Wait, really? <laughs> no, like, he, while you're still in college? Still in college. My Are they allowed to do that? Asked if uh, the bedroom so, one or the... No, no like, yeah. Oh, you... um Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm going to do this play and uh, I, you can get your equity card in the summer. You know, like a summer awesome. stock. And I was like, sure. So I went and I got my equity card. And that was the first time someone paid me. It was like $200 for the week. That's amazing. And I hadn't, I was flabbergasted. I was like, they will pay you money to, to do, do this. what I love more than anything in the world. I did not know. I think up to that moment, I was still thinking, well, I'm going to be an actress, but obviously I have to continue on with my right. education. What's my career going to be? And I'll be a professor and I'll just do that because that's what I know I can do. Came to New York. My dad drove me in a Subaru Justy. All my crap fit in milk crates, which I kept. I kept those milk crates until I got married and, my, and moved in with my husband. And he was like, so these, like, we can, these can go. Because no, we, she- we have shelves. Nope. No, they can't. And I was like, but where will I put my shoes? <laughs> in maybe like on a shelf or in a closet. Nope. Uh, well into my 30s before I got rid of those. Old habits die it hard. Just, yeah, it's hard for me to throw away things. So so came here. I had a lot of friends who were actors who came here. It was kind of a – that was what was great. Was that a this, BFA program? Yes. Did you – do you do Erdas after undergrad or any kind of auditioning they did for the not, real world? They did not have a showcase, that, that type thing, uh, for theater. Okay. I believe they just did the, their very first one like this year. That's exciting. For theater. Musical theater did, but right, street right. theater did not. So, uh, no, I just, I came and my friend got me a job at Pizzeria Uno's. I mean, I, I had a connection Pizzeria with Uno. a lot of people. So yeah. I had a sublet that I was. And mozzarella sticks day and night if you wanted You know, them. it was, don't. 
Don't knock it. Don't knock it, really. I mean, it was I was a terrible waitress. Were you? I My last day waiting tables, someone grabbed me and said, look, I know it's your first day. So and you're doing great. But I just want to remind you, you bring the drinks first. Okay. That really actually happened on my very last day of waiting tables. Oh. And I was like, yep, my first day. You're getting free nachos Well, because I'm so bad. First of all, maybe that's how they did it. <laughs> but in my house, just by the way, my dad would be like, if you still want a Coke after you eat your meal, I will order it for you. Wow. So that was his way of like... Not having us drink bad soda, even though it was a restaurant, we would see people all around us but having like, sodas, surely, and it looked delicious. Surely water. Surely water. Surely but water you don't is have to order. Bring. Bread and water. To this day, <laughs> if I see bread and water on my table, I know I'm at a nice dining establishment. <laughs> I know. I've arrived. You know, I get annoyed when, I, when I'm like, I don't have anything at my table. I have to order everything. Also, like, I'm sorry. Do you think I am not eating carbs? Who do you take oh, yeah, me no, for? I know. No, no, no. Bring the. I know my friend said she didn't want the bread. Please don't assume. Yeah. When they're like, "Did you want bread?" I'm like, "Did you just call me fat? Because give me bread." Yeah. Yeah. In fact, now I bread. want no. In fact, keep it coming. Yeah, exactly. My grandmother used to when we would visit her in Florida and really do the early bird special yeah. at a restaurant called Wolfie's. Literally by six o'clock, we'd be asleep, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be sneaking it out. Sounds like, really good to me. Is that weird? Uh, have it I crossed, really I crossed good. the line now. I know. I could sleep all the time. <laughs> That's all I want to do. But she would just like, they would have like the saltine crackers, breadsticks, yep. and rolls, and little butter pads. Mm-hmm. And the guy would bring it, and then he'd go away, and my grandmother would have a big bag. She'd dump it all in, and then he'd come back like a second later. It was almost like, wait a minute. <laughs> I love your grandma And she so would much. just look at him like, We'd could like we get more. some more? <laughs> We'd like more bread, please. And we'd have delicious turkey sandwiches the next day on the same bread. Why? Why not? Why That's not? there for the taking. I'm with your grandma 100%. If it's not nailed down to the um, table. I would have been the—your uh, grandma would not have liked me. Because you brought, brought nothing. What is wrong with that waitress? She brought us nothing. <laughs> she uh, brought us the check. Do you know what I would do? I would walk up and be like, have they not come—this is totally true. <laughs> have they not come to your table? They haven't come to your table yet? <sighs> you know what? Let me get you guys. And I'm going to give you some free nachos, too. That is really wrong. What, do you, what did you guys want to order? And pretend like that was not my table. You pretended you were all manager styles. I pretended. You were literally like, like I was I'm helping sorry. them out. Katie, by Katie. <laughs> because I'd be like, oh, we should have got to go to that table. It's been like half an hour. I know. And I didn't have that skill set. You did have improv skills. I had improv skills. You and really I used did. those. So you me. come to New York. You have a friend. You live friend, with I them. Get a you have a I, job. I get a You're job. bad at it. it. Thank my, God you got an agent it. somehow. Well, no. My very first day, I was an, I had my equity card. So I went to the equity office on my first day. <laughs> Just walking around. I was like, where do we go with this? <laughs> Hello? Uh, You're and all, like, my dad Norma came with Ray. me. We walked up Aww. to the equity office. And then I saw they were having auditions for Fiddler on the Roof. One of my favorites. And I was like, well, I could audition for the chorus of that. So I signed my little name. Ish. Exactly. That's really all musical theater wants. Yes. We don't really want you to be Jewish. We no. want you to be Jewish. Yes. It's musical theater. Yes. Um, I signed up for the chorus audition and I got Jew number three, third from the left. In what production? In the national tour of Fiddler on the Roof. Who was the Tevya and who was the. Theodore Bacow. Are you kidding I me? I am not Teddy. Yeah, I know. Who was, um, who was Golda? I could not tell you. It's terrible. There were several Goldas, and they were all wonderful, but I'm old. She was on One Day at a Time. She played. <laughs> no, I mean, I would remember that. No. Yes. They were, all, I mean, they were, you know, it was like, I was weak, and I still, I didn't get it for like a couple months. For some reason, they didn't tell, they didn't let us know. Or, well, or you know what they part. told? I understudied Huddle, the pretty one. 
No, I don't know. But for some reason, I don't know if you if you've seen the movie and you watch any production of it. She's like Christy Brinkley. They're always like, always. she's not going to look Jewish. This one, no. we, we're going to make her. Uh, but I understood her. And, Brett uh, girl auditions to the right, <laughs> and while you're at it, if you could just step in, can you carry a tune? Exactly. It was very. It was strange, but uh, I. So yeah, I got. I did that, and 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 that didn't start for a couple months. I worked at Pizza Rio Uno's. No health insurance, no money, ate like smoothies, cereal, and pizza every day. And then, like, they were like, okay, so your job starts in September. And it was like May. And I went to the manager and I was like, I quit in September, but I'm going to, I'll be here until then because I need money. <laughs> but I do. Um, so please pay me $4. But that two, was $2 an hour is what I got as a thrilling start. It was. And the New first York. place we went, Detroit. I know. The Fox? Uh, uh, no, the Fisher. The Fisher Theater. So where I saw like... Annie when I was six. You know what I mean? Like where I saw my first like musicale. It was very thrilling and exciting. And even though I didn't have any lines and was in the back. and. But know, did you have fun? I had a great time. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was the youngest one. And I didn't know that touring sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah, well, and they paid you like, so much money. Totally, totally. I, 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 it was, I had no debt. I had no, I didn't have any strings. I just like went. It was, it was a year and a half of. I did 500 performances of Fiddler on the Roof. So if I wasn't Jewish before, you were now. I certainly was. So by the end. then you come back, and then let's get to Hedwig. So yeah, so I got an really... agent because someone in Fiddler, who was my friend, was like, "Ah, go see my agents and read for them. You're funny and whatever." And I did, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll send you out on a few things." And then the first thing they sent me out on was the workshop of Hedwig. So and I was like. Uh, what? How did you know what to do with that? I didn't. I ha- I got. I still have the slip that I wrote the audition down on. It said Hedwig and the Angry Itch. <laughs> I knew that because that might be because called. my agent told me that's what it was called. Right. Hedwig and the Angry Itch, Croatian ex drag queen, billed as last Jewess of the Balkans, Yitzhak. That was the character. Man to be played by a woman. Bring like a pop song. So I wore a Fonzie for President T-shirt that I stole from my roommate and like a do rag and big boots. And showed up and decided I was going to sing You Let Up My Life, which I did not know, but was the last song, used to be the last song in the show in German. So, I didn't know that. So I so came you singing that song. you intuited, right? I, like, this was meant to be. I, apparently. And then, and, and then I went in and uh, and didn't know. I didn't. They didn't know what it was. Like, we didn't know. Did you know. do an accent? Did you? Yeah, do, I just figured, like, Slavic. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know what Croatian is. Yeah. But, uh, but I had been to actually to Slovenia to visit a refugee camp and bring supplies when I was like, yeah, I know, with my mom. And uh, because it's very close to Italy. And so, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what it was. They didn't really know exactly what it was. They didn't know what Yitzhak was going to be. They kind of just wanted someone to move furniture around the right. set while he was singing. Yes. And so they're like, well, it would be good if she could, if it could be a girl so that she could sing back up and we could just fuck with the gender uh So the relationship that develops between you or the like the backstory and the onstage story and the the animosity and sort yeah. of all of the stuff that goes on between you and Hedwig was that developed during a workshop is that yeah. something John sort of had an idea He had an, about? he definitely had an idea. I mean he wanted the you know the oppressed to be the oppressor mm-hmm. and then I was you know the beneficiary of that oppression. Right. And um uh yeah he Did want- you ever get your feelings hurt playing that character? Oh he, you you know, well, it's funny. There were certain moments where I just felt like I was Yitzhak, like they would forget to tell me that we were all meeting somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would just be like, oh, You mean Lord. the gang? Like yes, the gang, exactly. Stephen Trask at the foot Yeah, right. and I was the only girl, like within, you know, I was so, so there was an otherness to it that wasn't bad, but definitely helped sort of me feel like 
I was the underdog and helped me kind of access those. But also, I, as I said, was a weird person growing up. So I had that naturally to feel, you know. And what was great was I don't naturally go to anger as my sort of first go-to emotion about all of those things. Well, now maybe I do, but I didn't. But Yitzhak, I could sort of through Yitzhak just just be pissed, you know, and allow that and understand that. And that was great, you know. You know, if listeners uh, who weren't fortunate enough to see it go online, Miriam is the most beautiful that's not true. Boy, you were so oh, beautiful. You know no. what's interesting? <laughs> That's not true. You know what's interesting? I wasn't saying you're beautiful. No, no, no. I'm no, no, no. a boy. No, you know what's funny? gorgeous, too, but you were beautiful. I can easily admit that I'm a good-looking guy. I cannot say that I'm a good-looking woman. That's America well, for you. Well, that's – you are – I'm here to tell you that you are an incredibly beautiful woman. But I remember seeing you and just thinking, like, Jared – Lido or Leto? Lido. I absolutely. I was you like, you look exactly like. Him. I was like, I look like Jordan Catalano, y'all. Like I do. <laughs> I if did. he was from Croatia like, you... and didn't bathe and had a do rag and had a do rag and was kind of greasy. And then oh, I got really excited when he did that movie where he was going to be in drag, and I was like, here yeah. we go, here. We... Yeah. And he looked nothing like me. It was no, very disappointing. But you look like him not in drag. Yeah, when he is not in drag, and um, he's a handsome fellow. He's beautiful in his eyes. Anyway, you were beautiful. What year was that when you that first was 90... did it? In, Workshop in was ninety. The workshop was 97, and then we were at the Jane Street in ninety in February of 98, I think okay. is when we opened. I remember that you were wearing a Rent shirt. Yes. So Rent had happened. Yeah, oh, My yeah, sense yeah. of time gets really yeah, skewed because I'm 100 rent years old, like so it's hard to remember. Four or five. And that starred Theodore Bikel in uh, Rent. <laughs> Theodore Bikel was the lead. He yes. played Mimi. I remember um, that now. It was a really, that was the workshop, and they felt yes. like they needed to go a different way. And so then Daphne they did. Went and then Daphne after. came in. Daphne came so in for Theodore Bikel. what was, because I feel like at that time, Rent was sort of this, uh, you know, a few years prior, Rent had been this frenzy. Yeah, I was all like, about Rent when it came out. Oh, cr- I mean, yeah. I was the standing room only girl. And then yeah. and then I, I've mentioned to people that when Anthony Rapp then ended up being the Charlie Brown in my production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I saw Brown. your production of Thank You're a you, Good darling. Man, Charlie Brown. I literally like was every night I was like, uh, Marco, I mean... Charlie Brown, Cohen. <laughs> like, I literally couldn't even believe. Like, no, no, you don't understand. Five minutes ago, I, I was standing I was room like, only. Yeah. I was sleeping on the yeah. street outside yeah. your show. Yeah. And so when you see me sleeping outside your dressing room in the theater that don't we share, it's, it's just, it's what I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. It's just how <laughs> it's I relate to you. what I know. <laughs> and he would sometimes warm up with Mark Cohen songs, and I'd be like, you have to stop. This is too that much was for not, me. When was... Charlie Brown, 97? Right after 99 to 2000. So literally Rent closed. uh, He left Rent. Rent never closed. He left the Broadway production. He went to do it in London. And then he auditioned for Charlie Brown. I don't know that he had to audition. He had a conversation about Charlie Brown while he was in London (laughs) and then started up with us right after. Wow. I loved that. You guys were all like a revelation. That was one of those things where... Yeah, that's how people think of that show. I know. I, <laughs> revelatory. Sorry. It is. Th- it was, though. First of all, BD being the character that he was, that yes, was revelatory. Yes. Little Miss Chenoweth, which you were like, what is that that's Everybody happening stop. on the stage? What? Wait. what is going on right now? Because I think she's playing a character named Sally Brown. Yeah, but, but you, she's going to change and the then world. You, I was particularly like fond and of you because I because you were playing the character that I uh, I actually think I I did audition. I auditioned yes, for that. Yeah. And yes. uh, and and I thought you were I just thought it was like I thought it was something that was brilliant and I was like I could I could aspire to it. 
You know, like I would go see Les Mis and be like, wow, those people who have nothing to do with me are on stage singing yeah, and yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah, around yeah. in circles. So I'll never be there. But Absolutely. I I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean because that was the kind of charm of what Michael Mayer did with that production. But to go back to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, talk to me, please. I, I love that, you, by the way, you also agreed that I looked like, uh, I can't even call him by his name, Jordan Catalano. I, I, I always said that. I call him Jared. But sure. you're, you can call him by his character Jay. name if you so desire. JL, <laughs> um, you did. You were really beautiful. And I just really had never seen anything like that before in my life. I had never seen that winning combination of drag, <laughs> pathos, levity, yeah. uh, song, rock and roll. It was a really one-of-a-kind experience. I, of course, am older now, of course. And I wish I could go back and throttle her a little bit and be like, hey, like really notice what's happening. I enjoyed it, though. I I definitely, I didn't take it for granted. Like, I was having a great time, you know, during that And you got to do what doesn't always happen, which is when it became a film, you went with it. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably also because the role was, like, we didn't, I kind of just, all of us just made it all up. So it was so interesting to then, you know, watch someone else do it. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, it's a thing. I thought it so was when just... it just happened again with one like Neil Patrick Harris and then Andrew Reynolds and Lena, and, and, and Lena yeah. Dunham as... Lena Hall. <laughs> Dunham. <laughs> Lena Dunham could do it. Lena could do anything. Lena Hall, who I just saw sing from it at a benefit. And she I was is like, a, what? Yeah, no, she has a voice that you're like, well, that's not human to do. And then she seemed really nice, and I was like, she well, was, screw that. She'll do this. The sound will come out of her face, and then she'll be like, yeah. And then she'll talk like she's a normal person. She'll be person. like, I'm not in great voice today. And you're like, you're not a normal. No, normal people can't do that with their face and voice. That doesn't well, happen. Well, was there, uh, forgive me for asking, this might be the question that makes you cry, uh, no, and well, I don't mean to. It's no, fine. but. I, no. I can't imagine you could have done it schedule-wise. Did you think about doing it again, you know, or was I, it too I weird? told John that if he, first of all, we... <laughs> They talked about doing it years and years, like yes, every year. Yes. Every year, what are we going to do? Every year, every year. And, and uh, it never happened. And so then, you know, I remember Stop John, toying with I me. I know. It was like, I would. I was like, yes, I, if John, yeah. if you do it, I will do it. If John, if you do it, I will do it. I wasn't as interested in doing it if John wasn't doing it. I was like, well, let it be a new, like, yeah, let yeah, it be yeah, its yeah. new thing. If I would almost if, be weird. Right. So, so, no, I wasn't into doing it. But when he came into it, I did, and I was in the middle of, I guess when younger started, and I was middle, I, I, I most likely could not have done it. But I said to him, like, if you want me to do a couple weeks or whatever, I will come in and do it. But it, that didn't. They were like, no, that's all right. <laughs> you are welcome to come. We are gonna. We, we will get you a staff it. rate ticket. Yeah, exactly. If you want to come, see I was it a little again. bit like, what? Really? I think that people would come. I mean, like there was a two week period where people would come see me do it. But you know, there weren't very many. theater pieces about Mm -hmm. the Berlin Wall which in our lives was a huge deal yeah that whole thing I have a little piece of it I do too my sister Wen brought it back for me all I got was a little piece (laughs) I really just have a t-shirt by the way like she could have just picked it up outside on the street and be like this is a piece of the you wouldn't know no she would never do that to me (laughs) would she could you imagine so after Hedwig were you ever unemployed again because when I look yes. at your IBDB, IMDB, and Playbill, which is wrong com, and says I'm five foot eight and I'm five foot six, I just want to. And you can't. Liar. change it. By the oh, way, you can't and, change it. And it's wrong for me too. It it says I'm fifty something and it I'm says, not. It says I'm forty five and I'm thirty. <laughs> I'm thirty one. I am uh, actually. Have you seen the show Younger? That is my story. 
In reverse. In reverse. I I've am... been fooling you all in only 24. <laughs> that's what's so crazy. The boss is really younger than... Uh... That's, that's going to be the reveal in season nine, is that they're going to be like, wait a minute. Mary character's only 27. Spoiler alert! <laughs> and everyone will be like, nope, we can't. Okay, but you were on, like... TV show after TV, well, like here's what happened. Swing Town I did, and this one and that one. And... I did a Hedvig, and, and that got people interested in meeting me and letting me come to their auditions. And then you were a woman, and they were like, what? I would walk in almost e- for a good year. I would walk in, and people would have this look on their face like, oh, you're, oh. Hmm. I was like, not a ginormous man? No, I'm not. John is two feet tall. Yes, he's diminutive. And weighs 80 pounds. In when fact, I'm, he's ne- in my palm he's right now. He's in my palm right now. I have him. Here you go. John, say hi. Hi, John. Um, but he, so I looked like I was 17 feet tall and weighed 700 pounds. And so when I would walk in and, you know, I. And uh, not be those things I'm at all. I'm just like a normal sized person. They would be like, oh, oh, and look like a woman. Like, okay, like mm-hmm. a pretty woman. You know? mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, like, oh. So it was kind of good because I was always, it was always like a positive. They'd be like, oh, well, just look at her. Wow, but then they might have... Connie, come in yeah, here. Do you remember like a, Yitzhak? adorable. Do you remember that? Oh, my... She's not mannish. Well, mannish. But, um, yeah. But, but, yeah. Let's patent that. Mannish. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I I was like, what do you do after you do Hedvig? You do the workshop, you do the play, and then you get to do the movie, and it was like a whirlwind, and we went to Sundance, and it was so great. It was huge. I did a series of terrible sitcoms. That's what I did. I would do a pilot, and it would get picked up, and then mm-hmm. I would kill it. And then I would do another pilot, and it would get picked up, and I would kill that one. So I did that for a while. Did you start feeling, like, successful? Oh, I thought you meant, like, it was my fault, and no. then I killed it. I, no. It, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. No, you, it's definitely my a, fault, and that's what I felt. You're a TV show killer. No, I don't think—does anybody feel successful as an actor? I think there might be moments where you can, in secret— in secret, in your house with the lights out, in your bathroom with a door locked so no one Notice. ever can know this is happening. Have one moment where you go, this might not have been like such a crazy idea. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, but, but as I, we've talked about, I'm Jewish. So mm. my way of saying that is like, eh, okay. <laughs> they haven't found out yet. I'm Jewish. <laughs> no one, uh, they haven't found out yet. Did you have to audition did, for any of the yeah. TV shows that you oh, did? Oh, auditioned for all of them. I maybe got a guest star once, or that I didn't okay. have to audition for. But but yeah, no. I uh, even the even younger, which was Darren Starr, who did GCB. I still had to come in and test for it. Mm-hmm. He asked me to come test for it. So that's like I got to bypass the initial rounds of right. auditions. In some ways, though, that can be even more nervous. Yeah, you're, then you're like, oh great, I'm gonna let you down, and this is yes. gonna suck. I didn't even have a chance to prove myself. I actually don't mind auditioning. I mean, auditioning is awful because you go, you put yourself through hell, and you have to do your hair. And makeup. That's the worst. If you could somehow not, if you could skip that two-hour process. And just show up. And just show up like, you know, guys do. Yeah. Oh, I get so mad I at don't them. know. I've seen a lot of gentlemen lately with what I've been calling Mac for men. So, <laughs> Very And high. by the way, may I use that? And can I borrow it? By the um, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. I mean, obviously men have to get ready too, but not quite in the same. I mean, I'm like, it's a full drag show whenever I have to really do. Luckily, I do a podcast uh, where... <laughs> That's been the greatest joy of this. Every once in a while, they'll want to film the podcast. You know, they're like, it's really good when you put these interviews up on YouTube. And I'm like, I don't think you understand when I say I don't want to be seen. You should have an animator come in and do like an awesome, weird animation of it. I would watch that. So when you were auditioning. What it is is that my, whatever my magic is that gets it picked up and then kills it dead 
like the killing you it part. You are very powerful. It, I'm incredibly powerful. Sutton Foster's power and Trump charm right. is just much stronger. That's great. The alchemy there was important. Yeah, she... Do you love was, her? Yeah. I've known her. I went to college with her brother, Hunter Foster. Okay. And uh, we dated briefly because he was a straight man in musical theater. So Little known fact. Uh, Be a straight man in musical theater. Yeah, it's, that's it's your ticket. <laughs> End of story. And, uh, Say no more. But, yeah, we, but, uh, but, but we're friends, and so I knew her, and she was like that wonderkind who like was 17 and was doing doing it. You know, and uh, but I didn't know her, know her until we started doing this. And she's ridiculous. She's fantastic and talented and nice and real and charming. And you're a little bit like, do you have like a pile of severed heads in your closet? I sure hope so. Because how is that possible? And very funny and self-deprecating. And this job, younger, I I would always say, like, I just want to do a job in New York. Mm hmm. But I don't want to work too hard. Right. So we do 12 episodes. I can't kill it. I think what they did is they were like, look, Miriam's in the show. We want the show to run. Right. So if we make the show less less than 13 from the get-go, she can't kill it. We'll be okay. Because it's already ending after 12 episodes. I love that you are the TV show killer. That is your hashtag. Yeah. I'll kill your TV show. I will get you seen and then killed. Do you have an audition from your past, maybe your distant past or not so distant past, that at the time you thought, I am I have to kill myself, but now <laughs> Every it's audition. funny. First okay. of all, yeah, I have many of those. But, but something I do at al- almost every audition is when the audition's over, it could have gone poorly, it could have gone well, whatever. I decide that like I'm going to be charming. It's a terrible idea. Don't ever okay. decide you're going to be charming. and Because uh, that's not something you can decide. So whether it's like that's something a, someone a Holocaust else decides. Someone else decides you're comedy. charming. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'm going to be charming. Is. We're going to be friends, me okay. and whoever was is in the room with me. We're going to be friends. I'm going to delight them with some tale or other. Mm-hmm. Do you plan it? I, no. It just happens. I just need it's that. It's a gift. And I just need to do that. Okay. And so I do it. Let's have a dinner party. <laughs> do you want to get it? Like, everything's going it's well. And then that's when... In my head, there's the voice that's like, all right, get out, go, mm-hmm. go, 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 run, Don't run, even run, read. run, run. And then the other <laughs> voice is like, no, 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 no. Like, we're really good friends now. Right. And so I'm going to hang out because we're friends. And then and then it starts to be like. You mean I'm going to ha- hang out and stay we're and gonna actually read whatever material? We're or- gonna, I'm going to make this is going to be the greatest moment. Mm. And then it starts to go wrong. <laughs> and they're like, gosh, I really want her to leave. And I and haven't. And I'm still there. And then I just can't stop talking. <laughs> and it's really, truly, this happens to be every audition. And the, then the voice is like screaming in my head, like, get out! And then my husband's voice is there too, and he's like, I've, we've seriously talked about this! And then like friends are like, get the, get! Your and little girls have their arms around you, like, like, mommy, mommy, stop! So I, yes. then I, then I'm like, and then I see it slipping away, and I'm like, no, 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 I can get it, I can get it back, I can get it back, I can try harder and be more desperate, then they will like me more. Which always works. I think sure. desperation is how you the get friends. The best jobs are gotten that <laughs> way. Really, yes. And Do you I smell something? I That's Miriam's desperation. Yeah, and we need to get her out of here. Yeah. And I can't. And then it just then it goes really bad. And then I just limp out of the room and want to shoot myself. So that's every audition. That's good to a, know. My favorite audition where I was wanting to kill myself, but I was also like, this is going to be such a good story. Like Great. I can't wait to see how much further this goes. And was, here we are. I auditioned for something that Twyla Tharp was. Uh, choreographing. I am not a dancer. Okay. I'm a terrible, ter- not good. I can get down if I'm a little drunk. Sure. But you don't, no one wants to pay to see it ever. So I had said, like, I'm not, like, I don't, do not dance. Like, no, 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 you would be singing and this is just a sing for her. Just an actress who moves. 
So I'm like, I don't even move. Like, can I just sit in a chair? So I sang for her, and she's very acerbic and scary and everything you would hope that Twyla Tharp would be. And uh, and then she was like, good, I want you to come back and sing with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Not course. again. And I was like, oh, Willie. <laughs> Another and, uh, Tuesday. And I was like, great. I'll come sing with Willem Dafoe because mm-hmm. that's great. And he... I doesn't really think of himself as a singer or didn't at that time. So he was a little nervous, which was great because then you're like, yeah, I got this. We're good. I'm going to make yeah. you not nervous. We're going to have fun. Great. They're like, great. That went great. So now she wants you to come to her house, uh-huh. Twyla Tharp's house, and dance in her living room mm-hmm. with the top male dancer from American Ballet Theater. Perfect. Exactly what you said and I was you like, wanted this to can't, do. First of all, d- d- absolutely not. And second of all, of absolutely <laughs> Like, no, but absolutely, yes. Sure. So I go to Twilight Tharp's apartment, and she has a dance studio in her home. Beautiful. Oh, my God, I do, too. That's so weird. And I was like, well, no, okay, at least this feels comfortable she's for me. She's my people. Because I got one, too. And there she is. So she's like, I'm just going to choreograph a little dance. And I was like, no, this can't. Wow. Okay, sure. But she would only uh, shout her choreography at me and the top male dancer from ABT in our pas de deux in French. So she was like shouting at us what we were supposed to be doing in French. And I was like, mm, well, I do know, I know a little French, but I don't know what that is in dance world. And then he would be like, okay, quick, like quickly, like do, do this, like do what I'm doing. And I'd be like, <laughs> so the, that was one of my favorite auditions. I didn't get it, the role. I didn't. You're kidding. No, I didn't. It was shocking. So now that you're in this show on TV land and live in TV, where is TV land? I have no idea. Do no, you need um, a passport? First of all, TV land is a magical land where you get to do a show in New York City with your friends and Darren Star, and they pay you money and you don't have to work that hard. That's where TV land is. I am so happy that you were here today. I'm so sad that you ever won't be next to me now for no, the I'm rest of my life. No, I'm going to be your Robin to your... Right? I'll be the annoying laugh in the background when you do your podcast. Let's do it. You could be my Andy Richter. Just, that's how, I'll be your Richter. That sounds like something that a proctologist would do. No, I want you to come in and we can like interview people together and laugh. And the guests would just sit there like, are they going to ask us anything? Okay. (laughs) They seem to really be enjoying each other quite a bit. Isn't that what a podcast, I don't know. I mean, that's what, look it up. That's what a podcast is. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for. Thinking I'd be interesting. Just, Far. I have one favor to ask, please, by being here, don't kill my podcast. Um, no, no, I won't. Don't. I won't. Just don't uh, kill it. I'm, yeah, I should have come here with Sutton Foster. Yeah. Damn it. We'll get her in next. Yeah. Next that, time. You should. All right. Tune in next uh, when we have Sutton Foster. Um, <laughs> to um, save we'll her next. Sutton, Sutton for the president. All right. We're done. <laughs> Bye. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says Contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast. 
and on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. This episode was brought to you by Pro Media. Located in Times Square, Pro Media offers both production and post production services out of its beautiful studios in the heart of New York City. Pro Media Sound Vision. Find out more at promedia.nyc. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.